Let's go through some of the uh, Chabad traditions um, for Tisha B'Av, for the ninth day of Av. Uh, actually, let's start with the eighth day of Av, which is um, really the beginning of the traditions. Um, we have the whole three weeks that proceed, which basically are considered to be days that we commemorate the destruction of the Temple and the... Um, breaching of Jerusalem, the exile of the Jewish people. Now, the reason why we uh, commemorate this is because um, we believe that everything um, comes because of a reason, and we're supposed to strengthen ourselves to take away the reason, that the reason we're in exile um, is because we have to, we haven't behaved that way we should have, and we have to better our ways. So we're still trying, in all these years, we're trying to get the Beis HaMikdash back, to have uh, Mashiach come and build us the third Beis HaMikdash. But in the meantime, we do uh, various different traditions to um, remember the Temple and to um, not forget about it. It's, it's very important, because otherwise, uh, if you don't remember and you forget about it, then you start thinking that, you know, life is good without it, and, um, you know, like the story I um, told about, there was once the um, Rebbe's children, they were playing when they were young, they were playing hide-and-go-seek, and, um, I mean, that was a pretty popular game in our days, that was before Nintendo and the internet and all these games, we used to play uh, hide-and-go-seek, and there was one time one of the one of the children hid in a place where nobody can find them. And so they hit so for so long that everybody stopped looking, you know, and the game was over sort of because they couldn't find him. And then the kid comes out and starts crying to his mother. He says, so the mother says, why are you crying? He says, because nobody's looking for me. He says, well, you hid in such a good place, so that's the obje- object of the game, that they couldn't find you. He says, but the problem is, he says, they stopped looking. He says, the object of the game, they couldn't find you, but they stopped looking. And this is sort of a metaphor, uh, you know, if uh, we don't, uh, Hashem hides himself from us, or he destroys the base Amigdosh, so that we should repent, we should return to we should turn to him, and we should go look for him, and we should try to find God in the world. But the problem is, sometimes it takes so long that we can't find him, we stop looking, <laughs> and we say, okay, you know, we can't see you. So the problem is... Of we're not looking. So that's why we have to remember all the time. We have to talk about the Beit HaMikdash. We have to talk about what we had and what we would like to have so that we don't stop looking. We continue looking. Um, so one of the things that actually which is very unusual is that we don't study uh, the regular stuff from the uh, Torah as we would uh, usually do. Um, Torah, the words of Torah are considered to bring joy to a person. When you study, it's considered to bring joy. So there are res- the study of Torah on the Tisha B'Av, and this also starts from a half a day of the 8th of Av, in which it already started. Uh, the, um, the, they entered into the Beit HaMikdash already. They put it on fire, it was towards the afternoon, towards the evening of the 9th, but they entered the Beit HaMikdash already on the 8th. So... After midday of the 8th, we have some of the restrictions that take place during, um, during Tisha B'Av. So today, being the 8th of Av, 
uh, after midday, we're only going to learn those things that one can study on Tisha B'Av. On Tisha B'Av, we only store, study those matters which are uh, sort of sad of our history, things that were the calamities that we experienced, the difficult times, such as uh, one of the things, there's the book of Job, which describes a lot of his uh, Eov in Hebrew, which describes a lot of his suffering and his uh, hardships. Um, and uh, in Jeremiah, in Yirmiyahu, the prophet Jeremiah, he describes a lot of the um, tzuris, a lot of the troubles that fell the Jewish people during the destruction. That's why lamentation, actually, the Echa that we read is part of the... Uh, work of, of Yirmiyo, of Yirmiyo, the prophet Yirmiyo. Also, there is the Midrash on Eicha. That's the um, Midrashic uh, commentary on the Eicha. Uh, it's actually a little bit um, strange that they allow you to study that because there's a lot of interesting and very beautiful stuff that we used to always study on Tisha B'Av which were actually very fascinating, and there's a lot of beautiful stories, and not all of them uh, make you sad, and it's not all sadness. There's a lot of wisdom, there's a lot of intrigue there, there's a lot of stories over there, a lot of beautiful stuff. But I guess the main subject is a subject that's based on uh, Eicha and the Lamentation, so therefore that is considered to be uh, difficult. Now, there is a uh, regular schedule of study that the people that follow the instructions of the Rebbe's, they have a regular, a rigorous level of study that they study every day. So they divide it various different parts, like one part of the Chumash they study every day, they study a portion of the Tanya every day, um, and of course we do the Tehillim every day. So those are known under the acronym Chitas, Chumash, Tehillim, and Tanya, um, so one should attempt to study it to, to begin with. You should study it in the first part uh, of the day, which means in the morning today. So you concluded not to leave it for the second part of the day. But those are such important schedules that you do every single day. So after, if you hadn't finished till midday, then you can do it up till sunset. So. Normal study, we don't do only the things that are permissible, but uh, this we do to the And I say this is unusual for them to uh, tell you not to study. Like we would uh, finish school when we went to school. We would finish school. Classes would all finish uh, by midday and before Tisha B'Av because technically we weren't supposed to study or at least not study the regular stuff over there. But the Chitas, he says, is to do before midday and if they have it, to do to the Shkia. Uh, then you have the additional study which the Rebbe implemented, which the Rebbe said to study every day a section in Maimonides, the, the Torah, the Rambam. And that also has uh, three different um, uh, tracks it has. One, you do the mitzvahs of the Rambam, or you do one chapter a day, or you do three chapters a day. Um, the Rambam is different. The Rebbe, uh, initially in his letter, said that you could... Only do it, you don't do it on Tisha B'Av itself to begin with. You do it either after Tisha B'Av or you do it uh, for midday. We don't do it um, uh, to make up. You do you make it up on Matzah Tisha B'Av. You don't do it on, uh, on Tisha B'Av itself.
Um, because oh, that's a good question. Rambam is is, is, is is probably more illegal, and it's a very intricate. It's uh, the study of the Rambam is would really qualify as a like in the yeshivas they would study Rambam that would be like considered uh, an analysis, uh, an elaborate. The Chumash Tilmels are sort of uh, things that you study all the time and you have knowledge in it, but the Rambam would be sort of you get really enjoyment of studying, I guess. That would be too much. And the Rambam was instituted by the Rebbe. And uh, the Rebbe uh, didn't want to, didn't wanna, I guess, say that you have to do it in this time. He says, on, you don't do it on, on, on Tishbub, just keep it. Uh, I'm just giving the reason why the Rebbe didn't. The Rebbe, the Rebbe wanted to, people to study the entire Torah over uh, a year, basically, if they do the, um, all the Rambam. Rambam encompasses everything. But he didn't want to do it in such a way. Um, there's also another part that the Rebbe also said to study during the um, during the three weeks, and uh, is to study about the building of the temple. Actually, so uh, that's also in the Rambam. But that's specifically we're talking about the Beis Abichira. Um So that would also be like he says, like with the Chitas or mentioned earlier, that you would do it in the morning. But you don't, and if you didn't do it, that's something which is uh, more connected. It's not considered to be. By, by the way, the, the chapters Rambams, you know, that we study have really nothing to do with the time period. Those are just uh, you, you can end up studying various different halachas which have nothing to do really with the time you are in. They're just legal, uh, various different legal laws that apply in, in a lot of it. Um, now the strange thing is, I mean, as strange as it sounds, but uh, Tisha B'Av uh, has some sort of a status like a yontav, like a holiday. Now one would expect that it's a day of mourning, right? Uh, so um, one would expect that maybe this is not a holiday. What kind of holiday is that? Um, the, 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 there's a reference within the Lamentations. It says, Koryolai Moyed. They call it a festival, so the, it, somehow it's called a festival, and maybe because it will be a festival when Mashiach comes, but there is something inside it, a festival, but the bottom line is, we don't do Tachanun, we don't do the special prayer to Tachanun, which we don't do on festivals, we don't do on Tisha B'Av. so notwithstanding that we're on the ground, that we're crying, and we're mourning the temple, but still, we do not say Tachanun, and on uh, the afternoon, like this afternoon, uh, on the eighth day of Av, we won't say uh, the Tachanun. Um, and then you have your regular meal that you would have your meal, and then uh, uh, you would uh, daven mincha. You would daven mincha after the meal. You daven mincha, and then you have what's called the suuda hamafsekis. That's the meal that interrupts the day of before the eating and after that there is no eating so that's the interrupts between the fast and the Sudom seconds that's um, there is a um, there's a whole in the Talmud and in the Halacha there's a whole debate whether what you want to eat when should you eat so this is the way it's done that we make a a special meal which is called the meal before Tisha B'av. and that's the meal in which we have regular special customs 
the meal that takes place earlier today is just your regular meal. That's your eating so that you won't be hungry the next day or the regular eating. There's no restrictions over there and there's no laws applying to it. But we want one meal to be right before the fast day. So that's why we do that meal which we call the Sudam Afsekis. That's the extra meal or that's the meal in which we're going to apply the rules for Tishabav, um, which the custom is, Sudam Afsekis, the custom is to uh, sit on the ground. But usually not directly on the floor, it means you put something over it, but it means to sit all on, a, on a low place or, or on the ground, like in Tishbab, it's like mourning, like when a person is a, is a mourner, then they're not allowed to sit up, so they sit on a low place, but in this case, it's customary to actually sit on the floor with a, some with a cloth underneath it, but there's another thing that we do on Tishbab, and that is that we don't put on uh, leather shoes. Uh, we don't put on leather shoes on on on, on Tishabov. Uh, that applies for the entire day of of, of Tishabov. Now, the olden days, it was said like you don't put on your shoes. But in this case, we say you don't. Shoes made out of leather are considered shoes. We do wear sneakers and things like that. That's okay if it's not made out of leather, as long as it's not considered to be comfortable like leather, then it's not considered putting on shoes because shoes means leather. It's, it goes together. So during the Tisha B'Av day, uh, so, but that, the shoes doesn't start until later on, uh, till sunset. When the sun sets, that's when we don't... But during the meal that we're having before the fast, because you can wear your shoes. The only real thing what you do is you sit on a low place. Um, and during that meal, that is where the special rules apply for before Tisha B'av, You can't eat two, uh, two cooked food. You can only eat one, uh, one, uh, one food. You can't have two different kinds of food. Uh, this would not apply to, let's say, fruits or uh, cheese, uh, like this, that, uh, that that that's not considered milk products is not considered to be uh, different. They're still considered to be one 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 kind. Uh, it's made. It's milk. basically. It's one kind. Uh, one is not allowed to drink uh, any um, alcoholic beverages. Um, uh, you you can drink coffee or tea, um, and the other thing is also. We don't want to make, when we have three men eating together, then you would make the mezuman, you make the special blessing, the birchas hazimun, you would make. And, um, but you don't want to make, uh, before Tishabav, you don't want to make this, this special blessing of the mezuman, so you should not eat together. You shouldn't have three people eating together, and that way you won't have to make the... Uh, the blessing of the Zimun. If you happen to eat together, you still don't make a Mezuman. A Mezuman is, you know, blessing Hashem at that time when you're together, but it's considered a sad time. You're not sort of in a mood to go ahead and make it into a festive uh, thing. So therefore, even if you did happen to eat together, you don't, uh, you don't, um, you know, you don't say the Mezuman. And you can eat up till sunset. The day begins, I mean, the, the, the night begins of sunset. As I mentioned earlier, Yom Kippur and Tisha B'av are the only two fast days from the other fast days that we start, we begin the fast with sunset, as opposed to the other ones, which only begin at dawn. 
or the next morning dawn. Well, here it begins at at sunset. Um, so he says that. So this is the meal. So basically, if you're hungry, I guess and you want to eat a meal. You can eat one thing, or as as he said, either one food, or you can eat milkings dairy. You can eat the berries, everything. You can drink coffee, tea. You can have fruit. However, there is a tradition to eat at this meal something specific in. In most cases, the people that had a good meal before Milcha, before they, before, they're not interested really in eating that much, so they just eat the things required because the, the, the custom is at the end of this meal, or if that's all what you're eating is to eat a piece of bread uh, and an egg, a hard egg. And both of them, you dip them into uh, ashes. You dip them into ash. Now, somebody asked before, uh, what kind of ashes you make? So either you um, you burn something and you get a little ashes over there, or uh, burn toast. Um, maybe a toast, or uh, you know, we do a piece of uh, napkin. You burn it, get a little. Uh, you may not really eat it. I mean that much. Uh, this this is based on the verse that it says Vayigros b'chotzot shinech pishani ba'efer. The pasuk says that. Uh, in the olden days, people would use ashes as symbolic as uh, for mourning, and uh, that was uh, uh, the people would put uh, a sakva efer, but also the idea of ashes and put it out from the pasuk over here. Um, so now the, he brings down another tradition. So in, 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 in most the way we used to do it all the time. In most cases, the way we used to do it is that. Again, the regular meal we would eat beforehand, and we would be full, basically, and then we would just eat the bread and the egg we would eat. But uh, some people have, if they're going to eat in the Sudam Apsekis, whatever they're going to eat, some people eat the, uh, the egg um, after they bench uh, to, um, to make this uh, specific, so it's not like part of the whole meal, but you should be able to tell that the egg is something that you're dipping in the ashes specifically for this. Okay, so now we have, so that, that basically takes care of the uh, Erev Tishabov, uh, before Tishabov. Now we're talking about on uh, the fast of Tishabov on, on, this year it's Tuesday, but we start with, again, the nights that precedes Tuesday is when Tishabov really begins. And as I said before, before evening, uh, towards the evening, is when, by the Shkia, Towards the evening, we remove the shoes. And also in the shul, the custom is to remove the parochas. That is the curtain that is in front of the Torah. You remove the parochas. And uh, also, maybe the cover from the uh, bima, and the, the cover for the amud, uh, all supposed to resemble uh, the idea of being sad, it's usually it adorns, it makes it beautiful this way to take away sort of the beauty, make it in the simple level and an expression of mourning. Uh, and as I mentioned already earlier, that wearing uh, non-leather shoes, uh, made of rubber, things like that, or cloth, is not a problem. Not Some people want to be stringent, don't want to wear shoes at all, but if you don't wear leather shoes, then you're, you're good. Um, and also the lighting in the uh, in the shul should be minimal. Only what's necessary to read, not to have it uh, 
too much festive kind of lighting, but just make it bare minimum what you need to read. And uh, for the davening, the kid, but not more. And um, after we finish the uh, Amida, and you do the Kaddish right after the Amida, that's for Mariv, then you sit on the ground or on a low stool, and we do the Eicha, that's the lamentation that we do. And at each verse, there's uh, four chapters in the Eicha, the one who leads it raises his voice uh, louder. And the final verse of Hashivenu, which is in the end, turn, us Hashem, turn to us to you and we will return, uh, the uh, community says it out together uh, with the chazan, with the one who leads the services, does it together. Um, now, there is, uh, in the Chabad custom, there's a book that has the Chabad customs over here, so over there, they bring down a story about um, the rabbi of Ruzhin, Rabbi Yisrael Ruzhin, and his Hasidim. And, uh, there's a story over there brought down that they would uh, throw, uh, while people were doing the, the Eicha, they would throw these um, Beralach, what they call them, you know, they like sticky things, and sort of caused a little bit of a commotion in the shul over there. Um, and it um, seems like people did like uh, kind of uh, maybe some wild stuff during, uh, during the Eicha. Um, so it's a little bit, uh, why, did, why did they bring it down over there? Um, it almost seems like, uh, as we says here, it almost seems like that the reason they bring it down over there is people should not overdo the uh, external expression of mourning, you know, to make it, you know, overly and in generally in the Hasidic uh, tradition, they expect the people to be more internally on fire than just externally a show. Uh, a lot of times, when you're just showing it, you know, you don't really mean it. You're just uh, pretending. You're just on. You're just playing the, the game. So it's. So when people overly do it, and you know, you walk in, and everybody is crying, and everybody is screaming, it comes a uh, more like a show rather than internally. As the the story brought down over there, that uh, um, he got very upset when they threw the, uh, and he said, "This is because of their actions. The Beis Hamikdash was destroyed." And then the next day, they went for a walk in the afternoon, and they saw there was a a young man that was sitting there and very intensely involved in the saying in the lamentations and whatever he was saying over there and, and he said, well, because of people like that, the Besam English will be rebuilt. And Al-Turabi said, that's the same person that you said. <laughs> because it was the externally, it was the externality, it's the expression externally, just the show of it. He didn't want to, you know, he wanted it to be uh, more inside. But um, the um, after we finish the Eicha, then we do the prayer of Ata Kodesh, and we do um, a Kaddish uh, without the Skabel, and uh, Aleinu, and Kaddish Yosem, and uh, then we actually do the Mishnayis, we do the special Mishnayis we do for, 
We don't do the regular stuff, though, those who do Mishnayis. Um, this is the day of. This is at night. We're still talking. Then we'll get to the night time. Now, the, a mourner uh, within the seven days of Shiva, so normally they stay home when you live in the house. But however, for uh, at night time and a day of Tisha B'Av, until after the Kinnis, they're allowed to go to the shul because, in essence, everybody's mourning then, so they're joining all the rest of the mourners, they're joining the rest of the shul. So a mourner can go to shul on the night and the day of uh, Tisha B'Av. Um, so, and now one, on Tisha B'Av, we know that, I mentioned earlier, we can't sit and study. It doesn't mean that a person should waste their time and just, God forbid, just go uh, idle uh, because you can't study Torah. But what it means is that you have to study those section of the uh, those sections of the um, Torah, which are permissible to to be studied, um, the custom of the Rebbe Rashab is brought down over here was to learn every year on Tisha B'av the Medrash Eicha uh, Rabba, and also the uh, story of the Talmud talked about it in Shabbos of of Rabbi Yechanan in the, the story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, etc as it's related there in the Talmud, in the Gemara Gittin. Uh, the, um, the Rebbe's tradition was to make a seum, to make a conclusion of a tractate, and the Rebbe says we should do that also on Tisha B'av, on the tractate Mayut Cotton, which is something you can study during Tisha B'av, so you should do that as well. But there's a particular fast that the firstborn is um, excused from if there's a seum, no, but then that doesn't apply to Tisha B'Av. Um, as far as a yurtzeit on Tisha B'Av, uh, the, uh, the study, the Mishnah, and I mentioned earlier, up till midday is um, either you do um, in the chapter of Tainis and Moed Kotten, those are the things that talk about mourning, which you would study. Uh, and after midday, then you can do as brought down from the Rebbe's letter, as we studied, uh, you can do like you do all the time, like all the other shurim. So, basically, for Shachris and Mincha, for Mairev and Shachris, we do the other chapter for the for the Oval. Um, the, um, the question becomes is whether one can study Hasidus or not. It seems like he says it's okay. The uh, there, there are people that are very uh, stringent. So they sleep on the floor on Tisha B'av, or they put a stone, but we don't go by that custom. Uh, it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch to, uh, it says, HaKoyl Fiu Odom, Mashu Odom. We don't go by that tradition. Uh, what we did do uh, is if you usually use two two pillows, if you want to use one pillow, or uh, if you use one pillow, just a little discomfort, I guess, uh, not to fully, um, not to fully enjoy. Uh, also, um, next morning when you get up, usually we wash our full hands. Because on Tisha B'av, we're only going to wash till where the fingers attach to the hand, to the hand. Don't only wash the fingers. Uh, of course, we don't want to. We only allow to wash for a mitzvah. We're not allowed to wash for pleasure. But this is a mitzvah, so you can do. But since that is sufficient, and um, Rabbi explains also uh, various reasons because. Uh, like by Yom Kippur and by Tisha B'Av, 
because of the Kedusha, it doesn't spread out, or it's, the Tumah doesn't desire to spread out by Tisha B'Av, but it's enough to wash just to the fingers. Uh, and um, if you usually, normally, uh, wipe your eyes down, there's uh, some st- stuff, and uh, so you can you can do that, you can wash it down. Um, now, um, this, the, the blessing, one of the morning blessings that we do, is called Sha'asuli called Tsarki. We say God has done all my needs. That is a special blessing when you put on your shoes. You have shoes to wear, you make this blessing. But since on uh um we don't put on shoes, we don't make the blessing of Sha'asuli called Tsarki until the next day. Which means even though if you're gonna put on your shoes at nighttime or uh, whatever, we're not we're not gonna make that blessing, we do it on the next day. Um, in the morning we don't put on, tomorrow morning on Tisha B'Av, we don't put on the talis and the tefillin. We learned the, the, we don't put on, the, we're only going to do it by mincha. Uh, and also, if you have a uh, talis cotton, you don't hold on to the tzitzis uh, when you do Baruch Shama and you say Kriya Shema, you don't hold the tzitzis. Um, it brings down, the Rebbe Rashab would put on a talis in the morning and uh, take it off and then he would put the tefillin on, and daven in them, and this was all done in his room, uh, so that people shouldn't, couldn't tell, and when they were davening, he would say tilim. I mean, it seems kind of difficult, he would say tilim, people could probably tell whether he's davening or not, but he basically didn't want people to learn from him, or this wasn't an instruction, that was something which he did. Um, now, by every prayer, by every fast day, the shliach tzibur, and that goes for every fast day, says um, a special anenu, um, that's a special prayer that we do on a fast day, asking for Hashem to, to, to respond to our prayers. So um, the Shliach Tzibur says between the bracha of Goyal Yisrael and Fe'enu, that's in between the two bracha, that's where you put in the special blessing of anenu. Um, and like, like, if you forgot to say it, uh, so, um, so saying it before Rufa'inu, before saying Hashem Rufa'inu, so then he would say Anenu Rufa'inu. Um, and if he said Hashem, then he says it in Shemei Shmakeleinu. And he adds Anenu Bestoro Shemei He'll add the blessing for his special prayer. Um, and if you forget it over there, you say it by bracha by itself after Simshalom. See, the prayer of Anenu, when we do it, the congregation does it, they stick it in the middle by Shemayat Filah. But when the Chazan does it, he does it as a bracha by himself. And that's a bracha that you want to say, so uh, you, um, you would say Anenu, and then you would, so, so it depends, so you, you would stick it in either uh, before Rufa'inu, um, so you would, you would say again, you'd say Danenu over there, um, and then you would say again Rufa'inu. And what happens is, by Shmakalenu you can stick it in. But I'd have to show you exactly, you just stick it in over there, or you say it after Shemshalom Bracha by himself. In the, the first few words of Anenu. Anenu, on the day that we're fasting. Um, during the morning uh, services, we don't do Nesiyas Kapayim, that's the Birchat uh, Kohanim, 
We don't do the Birchat Kohanim on, uh, on, on, on Tisha B'Av. We don't do that. And also, uh, the Shliach Tzibur, I mean, that's if you have Kohanim over there, so they wouldn't do it. Or if it's only by us, we don't do the Kohanim, the Diaspora anyways in Israel, some places they do it. But uh, we don't say the Elokeinu, Elokeinu, Borcheinu, we don't say that either. And we don't do the Tachanun already. We said it's called like a holiday. And uh, after the Shliach Tzibur finishes this, the, the Amidah, he does half Kaddish. And we read, uh, we call three people for an Aliyah from the Torah. We learn in the section of uh, Eschanon, um, which uh, talks Kitoilit Bonim, which talks about when Jewish people stray away from Hashem and leave the Torah and things like that. We read about that. And the um, uh, then you also do the you do the Chatzik uh, Kaddish. The one who gets the third Aliyah is actually going to do the um, is going to do the Haftorah, in which you do in, from the Yirmiyo in the Prophet Yirmiyo. You do Asif Asifim, and then you say Yahalalu, and you bring back the Sefer Torah to the Aron, and then you would say the Kinos. So basically, you complete that part, and you put the Sefer Torah back, and you say the Kinos. Um, only three Elias. Only three Elias. And um, it says that um, the Rebbe Rashab would sometimes get maftir, uh, both in the morning and for Mincha. And then you say the entire Kinos, and then you finish up with the Ashrei, now, usually you keep the Torah out until you say Asher Valitzin, but this is a very long time because you're going to say the Kinnis. So you say Asher Valitzin Goyal, and you don't use the word Basik Vanizoiz Berisi. This is my covenant because it would seem like you're making a covenant for the, uh, for the, for the morning and things like that. So we, do, we skip the Nizoiz Berisi. You do a Kaddish Sholem without Tiskabel. You don't do Tiskabel. So in the, mo- in the nighttime you do Tiskabel, but in the morning. After that, you do a Kaddish Shalom without the Skabel, and you do a Leinu, and you do a Kaddish Yosim. So, basically, you finish up with Ashri Volitsiyan. And in Bausa the Shul, a lot of times, we don't have people staying for Kinnas for the whole thing. It's a long time. To say the Kinnas takes maybe uh, two hours, if you can read fast. Uh, that's uh, the, the Hebrew. So it, takes, it takes a long time. Sometimes you can't do so. But basically... The service, the morning service, it's the kinnis is put in the middle. We bring the Torah back, but uh, basically you say Ashrei. In other words, after you finish, uh, the, you bring the Torah back. You do Ashrei and Uvolitzin without a, a tiskabel. I'm going to guess uh, without it saying over here. If you're not going to do the kinnis for whatever reason, uh, it's going to be short. So you probably don't bring the Torah back until you do Uvolitzin, like we always do. The only reason we bring the Torah back right away is, is because you're going to read a whole long time. You don't want to keep the Torah out for all that time, so you bring it back before. Yeah, no, well, you don't have to stand. When the Torah says to you don't have to stand. But uh, you, 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 you won't have to. Um, um, so I would think that if they don't have anybody saying kinois or things like that, then you would probably do Ashrei Uvalitzin and bring the Torah back after you say Kaddish. But that's what my guess is. Uh, the... Shir Shal the song for the day, Enkelekenu, we don't say during the morning services. And once you finish that, each one on his own reads the Eicha. Uh, that you read the Eicha. We did it at nighttime, but then individually you did the Eicha. If there is a bris, in the a bris needs to be done, it's done after Kinnis. Um, and the father, the mother, 
and the moel, the sandik are permitted to wear uh, Shabbos garments, but not shoes, uh, till after the circumcision, and you would make the blessing of the cup, but you give it a child to drink. Of course, the parents don't drink. Um, people don't greet each other on, uh, on Tisha B'Av. It's a uh, sign of mourning. We don't greet each other. Uh, not to even say, like, good morning, things like that, or sending a gift to your friend. Uh, but somebody who's not aware of it and says, greets you, and he will take a offense if you don't tell him back and tell you good morning, and you, and you just look at him, he'll be offended, so you can sort of softly and uh, tell him, you know, tell him it's Tisha B'Av today, so he, he shouldn't get upset with you that you're not uh, as outgoing and as friendly as you usually are. Uh, uh, so, the, um, also the portion of Tillam of the day uh, is, uh, starts from before Mincha and on, uh, and if you miss out on the tilim, it's also usually you do it after the night, after midnight. Because we don't say tilim at night time. Okay, also the Chumash Tanya uh, of Chitas of the day, you do it only before, from before uh, Mincha. And that you can make up from Tzayse Kachavim um, as your Rambam. You only do it the day, uh, we do the Rambam after uh, the day is over. Uh, Studying the base of is after midday, and to make up is after his kacham. Now, up till midday, one is not allowed to do work that takes time, which means that it will take his mind off of the morning. You know, not a. In other words, there's no problem doing work, but you can't do work that till midday. I want you to keep your mind on the morning, so um, um, you don't do work that. Will 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 take divert your mind from it. Uh, you don't prepare meal during the day, and you don't sit on a chair that's up till midday. Once midday comes, you can sit on a bench already, and you can start preparing the meal. You can start preparing after midday, and then you can go do what you need to work to do. There's no prohibition against work. It's not like Shabbos and Yom and the Rebbe writes that uh, the previous Rebbe did not go to the cemetery. He didn't see him go to the cemetery during the uh, Tisha B'Av. Uh, in Mincha, uh, we do a late Mincha. Um, then we also have this custom of the fast day, uh, you're saving some money because you're not eating, so to give the value of what you would eat to Tzedakah. And you give Tzedakah before Mincha. Uh, and we wrap with the talus, and we put on the tefillin uh, with a bracha, we do everything, and we do the shema, so that we do the shema with the tefillin, uh, we do the three parts of the shema, shema v'yom, shema v'yom, we do that, we do the shushal yom, what we missed out in the morning, the enkel ikenu, and all the shurim, which is the chumash and the tilim and the tanya, and the base of which belong to the morning. Afterwards, we do mencha, which we still have the towels and the tefillin on. We're doing mincha with towels and tefillin. And you do the vaydaber, the ketoiris. Uh, you do ashrei and chatzikadis. Then you do, as in a fast day, we take out the Torah, we read from the portion of vayichal in the, for the fast day. And the third one gets the maftir. And you do dishon b'avai b'motzi. That you do like in every fast day, same as you do in every fast day. And you do yahalu and half a kaddish. And you do Shemana Esri. Now, there's an extra prayer we do only on Tisha B'av, which is the prayer of Nachim. 
that's to comfort us in the blessing of Boni Yerushalayim. In the Mincha, if you look in your Siddur, you'll see there's once a year we have that special prayer called Nachim, which we put in the blessing of Boni Yerushalayim. And then we also do the Aneinu blessing for a fast day in Shemayat Tefillah. Aneinu, we do every fast day in the Shemayat Tefillah. That's what we're talking about. Before we're talking about the Chazan, in the morning, the people don't say Aneinu. Only the Chazan says Aneinu. In the Mincha, everybody says Aneinu, but they say it within the bracha. I know there's a lot of information, but uh, uh, look, if you follow the sitter, and hopefully I'll announce it beforehand, so you remember. Um, if you forget to say Nachem, um, which is Ben Yishalayim, you say it in the blessing of Shmak Eleinu, after Aneinu, or by Ritzay, before Vesachazeno, or by Moedim, before Vakula. But if you forget, you don't have to repeat. If you forget Aneinu, uh, you should say it without the ending after the Lakai Netzer for Yilorot. And that's to make up if you forget it to say in the right place. There are other spots that you can make up to say the Nachim to say the Aneinu. Uh, the Shliach Tzibur, one of Lizas, when he repeats the repetition, so he does his regular Aneinu in between the Goyal Reifel and Nachim, he doesn't bend in Shalayim. And now we do do the Birchat Kohanim. Uh, the uh, uh, we do alekein of alekei v'tzeinu either the chazan, but if there's kohanim that they do it like in Israel, if there's kohanim, uh, the kohanim would wash their hands up till because that's not considered for mitzvah, it's not for pleasure, so they would do it up till the perik, uh, up till the uh, portion of the hand, the full hand, and you do the skabel aleinu and kadosh yosem. That's with mincha. So after mincha. Before the Shkia, those who put on Rabbeinu Tam will put on Rabbeinu Tam. And you say the Shema, Kadir, Kiyachos, which is all part of the day. You just continue your usual thing. You will do it after Mincha. And the fast concludes with uh, the coming out of the stars, which means at nighttime. Um, and uh, it's brought down that on, after Tisha B'av, one should wash his hands uh, three times, just like in the morning without a bracha. Uh, and you wash your hands before, if there is the moon out there, you're going to make the blessing for the moon. And um, first you should put on your shoes and wash your face. You know, everything should be done. Once you're going out to uh, bless the moon, make the new month, uh, the new moon, you should be in the best thing. And at night time, we still don't eat meat and don't drink wine. Um, and um, and at night time it says you do say vidui and up till midday we don't say the blessing of Shechiyonu uh, and um, do you consider chicken meat or poultry? yeah as far for these purposes uh, chicken is is, 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 is is doesn't meet the standard of the Torah of meat but for everything for the rabbis it meets the standard of meat on uh, so, uh, just to um, just to finish up over here is that um, uh, after Tisha B'av, of course, because it's a very down time, so then comes the fifteenth day of Av. Uh, that's the, considered to be a, one of the greatest holidays because after being down comes the great joy. Tubav, it's Chamisha So. Um, he doesn't bring it down over here. I'm just wondering why, but uh, you know that the uh, washing is not too good for the laundromats uh, business. 
but the, the washing of the clothes, but they make it up because they have to do a lot of laundry later on. So uh, the, um, the, the washing of the clothes, uh, you also wait till midday uh, instead of... Uh, uh, you know, haircuts and things like that, you still wait till midday. Like I said, we continue that. But um, it seems like meat and wine uh, is only at nighttime. Uh, and that by the daytime, that's going to be okay already. It's just, well, I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for shaving, you have to wait till the midday, after midday. After midday tomorrow? Yeah, after midday tomorrow.